Bonnie's 12 years old and tomorrow she'll be a whore. Nobody tomorrow. ever told her it's the wrong way. Or, oh, hey, Ronnie, you still being a whore? What's going on? <laughs> yeah, you know it. <laughs> oh, yeah. Welcome to Respectfully. I'm Andrea Allen. I'm Lizzie Cassidy. And we're here to ruin your day. We're back. We're back. <laughs> we took a hiatus because something terrible happened. A lot of terrible things happened. And now we're back. Can Let's we just, just talk about it and then we'll... And then it'll be over. Um, Can we well, just, won't be, it'll never be over. And that's what you learn. As you get and older. That's what you learn is that it's always bad. It's a nightmare and it's never ending. It'll never get old. I do have a, not to quote my own bit, but I do have a bit about becoming an adult. And the main yeah. point of it is not only do you realize that it's not going to be what you wanted it to be. It's actually uh, going to be worse, worse than, than you, you ever, ever imagined. imagined. Much worse. Yeah. Much, yeah. much worse. Much worse. Things start to happen that you go... Really? Yeah. Really? So that's the, we'll just start with the elephant in the room because it's been all over the social media. Yeah. And it's the reason that we haven't recorded a podcast in over a month. But uh, like a month ago on December 13th, one of our very good friends, one of my best friends in the world, Kenny DeForest, died. Mm-hmm. Um, supposed, was supposed to be on the podcast the week after. Couldn't oh, yeah. make it. Yeah. Um, and it's been a fucking waking nightmare. Yeah. That's kind of the whole thing, you know? Um. Before we get into it, I do think the most important thing to say is like, if you listen to this podcast because you're a fan of comedy, uh, he was a phenomenal comedian. And he was. All, there's like, he has two specials that are free on YouTube and a ton of content that's out there. And I think right now, if you Google Kenny DeForest, it's all like articles about him being dead. Yeah. But yeah. it's like, he would want people to know what he made when he was alive. So you should, if you've never looked into him, you should. There's also like uh, I was listening to a bunch of like Kenny's bits. Yeah, it's so. Also, it's so weird when someone dies in like the digital age now. I know because you can hear their voice, which is both like comforting and yeah. also yeah. fucking bizarre. But Kenny, his comedy, Kenny was like a girl's girl and a yeah. and a white guy a ally. True ally. He really was. Yeah, like a lot of Kenny's bits. He had one about like. Talk, he had a late night that was phenomenal and it was about like toxic masculinity yeah. but not in like a nying, 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 nying way like no. it was like just ins- in like a it's real and this is what's funny about it insightful way. yeah yeah and um yeah a lot of what yeah, even did- if you're a person who like doesn't wa- like white guy comedy you'll like his comedy you would he's like a fucking ray of sunshine i was talking to someone about him the other day and i was like one of the reasons we were so close is because like we had like a black cat golden retriever friendship. Yeah, you know, like, oh, I love we were that. Just, we would just meet at a diner, and I'd be like, I don't know, everything is fucked, and the world is fucking poisoned, and I'm I hate everybody all the time. And he'd be like, Hey, man, sometimes it's nice outside, and I'd be like, You're right. He he was hippy dippy. He was yeah, really hippy dippy. Yeah, we were like punk hippie enemy friends. Yeah, you know? we're just two black cats. Now. We're just two black cats. Yeah. We need a golden retriever. Well, you get a golden retriever and then it gets put down. And then so. he gets- <laughs> yeah, it runs in front of an ice cream truck. Yeah. 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 I mean, um, and like I posted, we all posted sort of tributes to Kenny and like Instagram was just, it's just a, you know, an indication of how beloved this person was. Like everyone had a Kenny story and they were all like, I felt weird at a show and Kenny pulled me aside and was like, he always did like. And just like said the perfect thing. Yeah. Like he did the kind thing. He was so good at just saying the perfect thing yeah and like a in a way that is almost like oh of course you're the guy who died of course (laughs) isn't it always if if like your life was a movie he had the dialogue of the guy who dies too soon yeah you know what i mean yeah he's just like a perfect person (laughs) yeah Yeah. i i didn't know kenny all that well i had some interactions with him he was in our fantasy football league which i didn't even know until after he had passed until he got removed from the crew well because him and my friend matt lejeski were friends yeah that they, makes sense uh, matt knew him from when they were doing like moving jobs in new york yeah, city yeah and well, always said that kenny was just like the coolest nicest guy yeah and again i don't know how close they were but close enough to like they were well, like boys kind of you know everyone feels close to him yeah that's the thing like this is the first time someone I love has died and I didn't see any posts that I was like you didn't even know him like everybody was friends with him well and the thing is again as somebody that didn't really know him all that well I knew how beloved he was and I knew that it was justified I'd played basketball with him a few times he was always such a sweet guy and I think to like Lizzie's point the vibe was always that he was just like happy to see everybody he was very friendly Uh, yeah yeah actual 
actually friendly. Not, not very like, warm. Not yeah. LA friendly. People like, aren't like warm in the way that he was. Yeah, you know very what I mean? warm like, guy. He had like a very welcoming, warm demeanor that people and especially comedians tend to not have. Yeah. In yeah. a way that almost was like shocking and weird. Yeah. Well, and it, it it's just, it's the, the original thing I was just going to say was like, it is crazy that there are so many scumbags in this industry. And of course, it's like the one guy that gets taken way too soon in a tragic way. The amount of people who texted me. Beloved by everybody, you know. The amount of people who texted me and were like, I could make a list of 500 comedians who should have died before Kennedy. Absolutely. The people I would. The people I would. (laughs) The people I would swap. Yeah. I'd swap like five comedians for Kennedy. I would kill them myself. Me too. I would be forever changed by taking a life so that I could bring Kennedy back. yeah, Yeah. In a heartbeat, I'd do that. I mean, so I, I, we, you know, a lot of people posted and I posted like a, a story with one of his uh, bits about like toxic masculinity. And I, I was just writing on the story like about how much he empathized with women and yeah. how much he like really saw the way things were for yeah. women and the way women responded to that. Like it was like. Oh, he was like a person where he would. Well, I described him as a girl's girl to you before he died. Yeah. Because he was just like my friend and I like went through a breakup like a a month before he died. Yeah. And he was like, uh, and you were out of town Mm -hmm. and he was like my girlfriend that you call when you're, when you and your boyfriend break up. Like we like ate ice cream in diners and he like talked me through it. You know, like he was like a true friend to women in a way that a lot of men just aren't capable of being. Yeah. Yeah. You always felt safe immediately Yeah, in a room. And he was like tall and like yeah. a big presence and handsome, which is like, I know those guys usually aren't very na- tall, handsome guy. Nightmares always. Yeah. yeah. He also struggled and was transparent about it, which was a cool thing, mm-hmm. especially for someone who is, was successful, you know? Yeah. And so it's like when you felt like you were doing badly I would I would feel like comfortable to if Kenny was around be like dude I'm going through this and he yeah. would be like and I'm doing this like yeah you didn't have to be like yeah I'm, I'm good never, or, you know like never, never. It, he was just like a very real and honest person um there was one time we were like making fun of a comedian because he said his favorite band was the chain smokers. <laughs> so Kenny and I were making fun of him relentlessly. And then as we were leaving the show, Kenny grabbed the guy's shoulder and was like, Hey man, if you like the chain smokers, you like the chain smokers. I don't want to steal your joy. Yeah. And I was like, God, that is so yeah. who you yeah. are and That's not nice. who I am. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, I wanted to ruin that band for you forever. Yeah. You yeah. Know? Yeah. Well, it's kind of like he always did the kind thing. Yeah. Which is again in our industry and also just in the world it's harder to do the kind yeah. thing it usually it comes at a cost and you don't benefit in any particular way about it and it yeah. was just little acts like i think the summation of all his little acts yeah is really like a big thing about people like this yeah is that everyone remembers the tiny little kind moments and yeah. then it's accumulation of like that's what a good person is you really i can't think of one person that i know that didn't have a good thing to say about him. Yeah. I really am trying to rack my brain. And every time that that guy's name came up. Yeah. It, it was like it astonishing. Was always, yeah. Like everybody. And like I said, when the, the one real memory I have of talking to him, it was like right when he moved back from LA. Yeah. And everybody was excited that he was like at the gym. Yeah. yeah. Everybody totally. was just like, Oh, Kenny's back. All right. Yeah. I even yeah. think I might, I might have this wrong, but uh, a friend of mine and, and in the comedy community, uh, Joel Wachowski yeah. runs yeah. this Sunday basketball game. I'm pretty sure Joel like bumped somebody to put Kenny in. Yeah. yeah. Of course. He was just I like, also Kenny's heard a story. Back. I got to get him in. Like, I, I also heard a story that there was a time there was like some sort of basketball tournament and it was Joel's birthday. That's the Joel, the big Wachowski. And that we play Kenny let him yeah. win. <laughs> well, that I mean, jo- yeah. that might be uh, Joel's side of the story. Well, yeah. what I heard was Joel like didn't know that until later. But oh, god, that it. sounds very. That sounds like something Kenny would do. And yeah, because Kenny could ball. Yeah, yeah, I know. Joel posted something that was like, "There goes the best comedian basketball player good, yeah. we've ever seen." And I was like, "Man, that's that's what he wanted." Yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. He wanted that. That would have made him so happy. Yeah. We also he was like. Hey, you know, he was wearing the turquoise rings. He was a philosophy. He was a philosophy philosophy boy. Yeah, and a lot of people who sort of like 
enter that space of like introspection are often just like nightmares yeah. who won't it won't internally look at themselves so they just like steal other things from out in the world but he would say like really introspective stuff like i remember once i was talking to him about someone being shitty or something shitty and just feeling disheartened by like the quality of people that i was running into yeah or just the state of the world and he was like here's the thing with people i hate them like in large groups, but within a city block, I love people. He's yeah. like, every person has a cool story and every, you know, like on a, on a micro level, people have so much to offer. And he like saw that in yeah. people. He, he, every person he was like genuinely interested in. Yeah. He was the best. He yeah. was like, uh, just the kind of guy who would go out of his way to help you for no reason. Yeah. And like, that's, you know, like the last, the last time we talked before he died, I had the flu mm. and I was on the phone with him and he was like, well, I'll be in the city later if you want me to like bring you anything. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, man, like DoorDash exists, you know, like, yeah. <laughs> like that's not really I a know. thing that people do anymore. I know. And I wish that, I mean, I wish I had seen him, but you know, yeah, it was just like very indicative of the kind of guy he was. Well, so um, he died suddenly. Do we yeah. want to go into this? He got in an accident. Yeah. Uh, he was riding his bike and he got in an accident and he was in the hospital for a few days and we were there the whole time yeah. um, as were a ton of other people. It was a fever, not dream nightmare. Yeah. I mean, it was, it's also heartening. Yeah. there It was the worst thing that's ever happened, but it was also like very beautiful and moving. Yeah. The way that like the comedy community came together mm -hmm. because it, his parents couldn't get there for a few days and there was, I mean, everybody just decided that he shouldn't be alone. Yeah. Ever. And we like worked in shifts to make sure he wasn't. And that I think is something that a is really beautiful and also is really indicative of the kind of person he was yeah. because everybody I talked to myself included was like, well, if this was me, you'd have to like pry like, Kenny, like a SWAT team would have to remove him from this hospital. Room. Yeah. Like if I was in the hospital and my family couldn't be there, you would have to forcibly remove him from that hospital room. So like that's, just what well, I mean, like we were getting in arguments with hospital security being like, you have to let us stay here. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. We got we, into we it. Absolutely. <laughs> really? are not leaving this yeah. place. Yeah. Because I, I mean like they had rules, like the waiting room closes after a certain time, but we were all sleeping in the waiting room and taking turns being in his room. Mm -hmm. And these like hospital cops came up to us and we're like, you can't be here. And we were like, yeah, no, we can. And we will be <laughs> like, no matter what you try to do to us, we're not leaving. And they eventually like got the message that this was just how it was going to be. I mean, uh, Manny, Maddie Wiener, past guest of the show, had a very yeah. insightful. There was like a bunch of us sitting. Somebody, um, a comedian in LA, like sent pizza to the waiting room. It was and like we a were slumber all, party yeah. of the worst kind. And we were like, <laughs> yeah. we were like laughing because we're comedians and something yeah. horrible was happening. So it did look from the outside like we were having fun. Right. And, uh, a, a hospital cop came over and went, so what's going on over here? And somebody was like, our friend is dying. <laughs> and, Insane. and then the cop goes, but what's going on here? And I was like, well, we're all sad. And she like, didn't get it. And, what you were going to say. Yeah, yeah. Maddie Wiener goes, sorry, we like have a love that transcends capitalist notions of relationship <laughs> yeah. and community. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was, again, the two things can be true at the same time. Yeah. The comedy community is a nightmare filled with narcissists and snakes and demons and also a beautiful like group chosen of, family kind yeah. of community. Yeah. I think everyone was confused by the amount of people coming yeah. in and out. Um, and like, yeah, the doctors and nurses kept saying to me like, oh, this guy's got a lot of friends. And I was like, you don't even fucking know. Yeah. <laughs> you have no idea how many people you're about to meet. I mean, it's also sudden death like this is a yeah. very discombobulating and yeah. bizarre. Like you kind of got to you and I, unfortunately, have been in the trenches with death, maybe more than the average person. Yeah. And so I kind of go into like this is what we need to do and this is the plan yeah. and this is blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, this is so, do you do this when you're like, this is so fucked up. We're throwing it in a box. We're dealing yeah. with it later, which is, but some people cope. Some people fall apart, you know, yeah. some people it's like too much for their brain to even process, uh, you know, and, and also I, people didn't know 
how bad Yeah, it that's was. the thing. Like people were showing up thinking they were going to be able to like hang well, out with him. Yeah, that's yeah. the thing cuz again, like I saw I had seen that he had gotten into an accident cuz it was going around social media. Yeah. And then I was at the I was at the Knicks game with Frex and you had texted me, yeah. uh, Andrea, about like not recording the next day. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, that's fine, whatever. And I was like, how's Kenny? And you were just like, like I, I didn't tell anybody at the time because it wasn't my business. Yeah. But like you were like, it's not good. Yeah. He's, yeah. he's like, he's he's like kind of like died and been re- brought back yeah. Like yeah. A, a handful of times. I was just like, what? Yeah. Like I thought he, I thought he, he like. When he first got hurt, there was like potential that he might be okay he might be alive and not okay like yeah. they, they're with like the kind of brain injury he had there really isn't a way for them to know yeah but there was like the potential of him yeah being kenny again in like two years, two years yeah. right. or yeah. something right. which is already a nightmare yeah and then it got worse after that so right. so somebody which is there's nothing wrong with this but somebody Posted on the GoFundMe that he was expected to make a full recovery. That's what, I, and I had heard people were saying that. Yeah, which and then is all of a what sudden, they told us at the beginning. Right, and yeah. it also was complicated because like you're in a hospital and we're not his family, so they can't tell us anything right. and like blah blah blah. So they're telling his parents, who are telling someone, who's telling us, and um, I showed up. I knew it was bad because I hadn't heard from him. Yeah, right. And I knew that if it was something like if he had like broken both of his legs or something, he would have called me. Right. Yeah. Um, so I knew when I got there that he wasn't going to be conscious. Yeah. You called around. I remember the series Yeah. So of I found out yeah. that he got in an accident and I didn't have any information. So I called like 20 hospitals until I found him. Yeah. And then when I showed up, a few people had already also done that. So there was like people there when I yeah. got there. And that was when they were like, maybe a year or two from now. Yeah. You'll be able to like, talk to your friend again. Yeah. And that was when I was like, oh, this is like, no matter what, our lives are different forever. Yeah. Um, <sighs> and then that's such a tough thing yeah. to hear. I know your brain can't. I mean, I'm, I'm like, I'm going to skip ahead a little bit, but like there was, we had uh, one of the crazier moments of my life in the middle of the night. Mm-hmm. You, me. Um, so like he had like a, it, it was like that. And then he had some sort of like incident and the injury got worse. Um, and like, you know, and it wasn't even really an incident. It's just like the kind of injury that's like progressive and yeah. it can get better. It can get worse. And it got worse. Yeah. And then basically in the middle of the night, we were just very casually told that he was brain dead. <laughs> and <laughs> not I, how, how, okay. can you, can we double click on that? I don't really want. Okay. That's too. fine. That's also, I thought you know? about that as soon as I said yeah. it. Yeah, no, I don't mind. Like, I don't mind you asking. I get it, but yeah. I don't want to, like, it was just, the thing is, like, I don't want the way people to talk about Kennedy to be about the worst thing that yeah, ever happened of course, to him. Course, yeah, of course. You know? Yeah, yeah. So I don't want to, like, harp on it too much, but it was an insane, it was insane. thing to be told at four o'clock in the morning. I can't even and imagine. Yeah. You're just sitting in a hospital waiting room, and it really is, like, all of a sudden, your life is different forever. Right. And it's, it's, I've had like friends die before, but they weren't people that I spoke to every day, you know? Right. Like, and it's kind of this thing where it's very sad, but your life doesn't change that much. Like you miss them when you're with the people that you would have been around them with. And you like have moments where you wish you could tell them something and stuff, but your day to day life doesn't really change. Right. And this was not like that. This was like, oh, this is someone that I call on the phone multiple times a week. This is someone that yeah. I see three yeah. or four times a week. Like, this is someone yeah, who's like, like a, a one pillar of us in my yeah, life. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. Right. And like, that's such a weird. Well, it's so bizarre to be like, oh, this is just my life is just different forever now. Yeah. And like, and so many people's lives are like. So many of us had, I'm not the only person who had that relationship with Kenny. No. Like there are tons of people who were that close with him for longer than I was. And like, there are tons of people who are just like now, now we're all just like talking to each other because we don't know what else to do. You know, there's like, I had a very um, illuminating experience with death when I was in my mid twenties, which was my grandfather passed away, but Mm -hmm. it was, he had cancer. He was in his late eighties he like 
lived way longer than they imagined that he would. So he kind of got to like properly say goodbye or everyone was able to deal with it. Slow death is also very difficult, but yeah, especially progressive, you know, my dad died last year and it was progressive and it had been going on for years and it was just so fucked for so long. So I went, but the point being is I went to my grandfather's wake and it was like, okay, this is like a manageable way to yeah. handle death. Like, You've prepped yourself. You've made peace with the person. You know the person. You is also like, like grow up knowing your grandparent is gonna 100%. die. hundred percent. Everybody's grandparents die. Sure. Uh, grandparents. Yeah. That's their you don't, thing. Yep. And, <laughs> yeah. And and like this isn't to say like, oh, this is so much worse than anything anyone else has experienced. But like, you never think about your one of your best friends dying. No, but like right. people are afraid of their parents dying. People are afraid of getting married and then their significant other dies. But people don't. You don't really think about the idea that like. This is someone who I thought I'd be friends with when I was in my 70s. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know? Yeah. But and wait like, for the twist on this story, yeah. though. So I'm experiencing death in the conventional sense of it, right? I'm also in my 20s, and, you know, it's a grandparent relationship. But I met a woman there who took care of my grandfather, like, like took care of his house and, like, would garden with mm -hmm. him. Just, like, the sweetest woman. And, like, I just remember being, like, I was, like, telling her about something, and she wrote something down for me. Um... Like I was having some ailment, obviously I always am. And she's like, oh, like get the, to take this and this tincture and blah, 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 blah. And I was like, oh, what a sweet woman. Like, you know, and she really like made that like wake, like, you know, there was like family stuff going on. And like, it was just, she was just like a person I was able to talk to. A few days later, I go home to New York and my mom calls me and she goes, that woman left your grandfather's funeral and she got in a car crash and died. Crazy. What? I, yes. Yes. Oh. And I was like, oh, that's two different that's two different deaths and yeah. the surprise death is so your brain like can't yeah it feels like the world isn't yeah. real yeah like, it feels fake yeah and also yeah. like there is a part for a very long time even after we took Kenny off of life support there was like a part of my brain that was like no but like something's going to happen 100% you know like Kenny's right. not dead yeah. that's right. crazy yes right, right, right. you know like that that makes less sense than him waking up from being dead. Yep. Yes. You know, mm -hmm. like it's so fucking bizarre when something like this happens. That's like, he was, he was on his way to work. Yes. He, it's also like you spent a lot of time in his room. I spent some time in his room and in the hospital room, in yeah. the hospital room. Yeah. And like the, when someone dies in this manner or gets injured in this manner, they don't appear. Yeah. That was crazy. He didn't yeah. look like himself. So when I first, Got to the hospital. I was like alone with him in his hospital room and he didn't look like himself. So I I looked at his tattoos mm -hmm. to make sure it was him. Like, because again, like it made more sense to me that like some guy stole his wallet and then got yeah. in an accident. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Uh, but uh, but they were there. <laughs> they sure <laughs> his tattoos were there. And then I was like, oh fuck. Now I'm gonna have to get one of your corny tattoos tattooed <laughs> on me. I it's just this <laughs> thing where you where you look at someone and their physical body is there. Yeah. And it's very confusing for your brain. Yeah. And they're like, he was, he's breathing. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's a tough thing to wrap your head around. And, but. and I think everyone was like, you know, that is what he, like him being amazing. It being a sudden death, him being young makes people switch to denial very yeah. quickly, which is like a good coping mechanism. And I think in addition the his the nature of his injury yeah we were all just like hanging around being like something's gonna change and even when we kind of knew that it wasn't we still were like well we're staying and yeah anything's possible and you know it just was yeah it was yeah, it was awful yeah we had a few we had a few moments in a hospital room that were uh a life memory imprinted, yeah. <laughs> imprinted. yeah for sure uh it was yeah it was an insane thing to go through for sure um, but it happened <laughs> and, yeah. uh, I, it really is important to me that people know how wonderful he was. And, uh, there are like podcast episodes, like he was on Pete Holmes's podcast mm -hmm. and like, that's an amazing episode. And like, I haven't listened to it since he died because I can't, of but course. a lot of people have told me it's like concentrated Kenny. Yeah. A little, like, little hit. Yeah. Like if you need like <laughs> yeah. a concentrated dose of Kenny, you can listen to that. Or like I listened to, um, he like told a couple stories on risk and they re-released yeah. those. Yeah. Um, but 
Yeah, he was like <laughs> just like a profoundly wonderful person. I know. Um, he also loved music, and yeah, that, that's also like a really helpful thing. You know, if you're going through a death or whatever, I, you know, not everyone is so connected to music, but like, yeah, his, you know, Kenny loved like certain country and like things like that, yeah. and his special has some really good music on it, and like it's like. I don't know. I listened to it and you were absolutely much closer to him than I was. But like, I also felt a closeness by proxy and I was in the hospital to be there, but also to be in support yeah. of you. But I don't know. Sometimes I do this um, when someone's passed. I just listen to the music that they liked and I kind of like walk around. Yeah. And it feels like I'm hanging out with them. And I know that that's not yeah. real, but it does provide some sort of you know yeah i mean comfort. so i w i went to the hospital when they took him off life support which they did in uh an operating room because he donated seven yeah. of his organs and saved five, five people's lives doing that which is such a kenny yeah. way to i know go. i know through and through also like there were a few of us like me and his friends were talking we were like we should get to like interview these guys yeah <laughs> like, if you're i was like my the joke i made was like I just want to know if they like are nice and have good taste in music. Yeah. Like if sure. you're going to be walking around with my friend's heart in your chest, you can't take it to an Imagine Dragons concert. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. You don't get to, <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, but we were there and, and they were about to take him off life support and we were, he had a tattoo that was related to the song Rambling mm -hmm. Man by, uh, the Almond brothers and, That's Allman so brothers Kenny. and we, there's just this lyric in the song that, uh, Maddie Ryan pointed out that neither of us had noticed before. And it's just the words, uh, when it's time for leaving, I hope you'll understand. Oh my. And we were just like, God, God damn it. Uh, I mean, the synchronicity yeah. of things after he died again, like, I don't, you know, you can be religious, you can be spiritual, you can be atheist, whatever it may mean. But synchronicities after death, just, you know, they yeah. seem to happen. But my, uh, fiance had bought a house and someone just wrote Kenny on the wall yeah. inside the house. And wow. he like took a picture of it and was like, what? Well, there was also, uh, there was like someone who worked at the hospital named Kenny. Yeah. So people were just like yelling. It's not a common name. People were just like yelling Kenny in the waiting room, like doing bits with this guy. And we were all like, yeah. Yeah. And then I like looked on, a, I looked on free people to find a dress to wear to his, like any, if there's like Whatever services. Another year of a shitty funeral Because I was dress. like, well, I was like, let me buy like a hippie dress because I made fun of him for being a hippie relentlessly. So I typed in like black dress on free people. And the first one that came up was like the Kenny denim dress. Insane. And I was like, all right. Enough. All right, I'll buy it. But also enough. You enough, know? but thank you, but enough. And then there was a, like the next, the first time I did stand up after he died, yeah, I weird. was walking to a show where the last time I had done that show, he and I were there together. Yeah. And we were talking about the song Motion Sickness by Phoebe Bridgers. And as I was like 10 feet away from the venue, the song just started playing in my headphones. And out loud, I went, oh, you fucking asshole. I know, I know. <laughs> I was like, I was already fucking thinking about you. You don't have to do this. Let's too. go a little heavy handed, Kenny. Um, but I do think if you like believe in that stuff, that's totally something you would do. Yeah. Um, I mean, I the first show that I did back out in the world, uh, there was a comedian that I'd never met before being like, hi, I'm Kenny. And I was like, all right, yeah, enough. Also, if that was me, I'd, I'd probably like have some sort of break and be like, no, you're not. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're a short black man. He was a tall white man. It's totally different. And I'm going to throw up on myself. Um, yeah, he was great though. I think we should pivot into our related next segment. Let's do it. Which is, um, Respectfully, a lot of you don't know how to fucking act when somebody dies. Oh, my <laughs> God. It's crazy. <sighs> yeah. I mean, again, it's been a few years. Your dad passed suddenly. Yeah, my dad died in uh, 2022. And my dad died in 2023. Yeah. And uh, I'll die in 2024. <laughs> <or> <laughs> no. at least that, that's what my brain thinks. I do thinks. think that that would ruin me. I think I'd have to yeah, be put you, in a room. Yeah, me too. Me too. <laughs> I mean, it would ruin me because I'd be dead. But You're if you die, yeah. Anywhere. If anyone in this room, you know, again, uh, we'll go into this. But when friends die, good friends. Yeah. It's your friends are your family. Yeah. For a lot of your life and your nuclear family, you're like built to understand as you age that they will pass. Yeah. It really was like the craziest part about this for me was like 
The guy who I would call if one of my friends died, died. I know. You know? It's so unfair. That's insane that that can happen like that. Like, he was like, you know, he was the guy who would know what to say. Yeah. Always. That sucks. And some people don't know what to say. And boy, do they fuck it up. Yeah. So we'll begin with the first respectfully. Well, yeah. You go first if you'd like. Well, there's the big one. Go ahead. (sighs) Okay. Well... When Kenny died, I was having sex with my ex-boyfriend. <laughs> and not like not like as he died, I was in I was having sex. Just okay. like during yeah. that month. Yeah. Um, and boy did he drop the ball on the whole one of my best friends dying thing. Yeah. Uh I was <laughs> I was on my way to the hospital to be with his family and our other friends while he was taken off of life support. And I got a text that said, you haven't texted me all day. Are you mad at me? Get the fuck. Did he know that no. Kenny had yes. uh, He knew that that's what I was doing that day. That's not great. Isn't that fucking crazy? Yeah, it's fucking crazy. That is pretty bad. Yeah. What an insane nightmare. And then I was like, hey, uh, you really were not supportive during this horrible thing that happened to me. Also, I'm really like concentrating on being with my friends right now. And that's, what's important to me. I don't want to see the you fact anymore. that you have to like s- explain that to yeah. a person is insane to me. So I was like, I don't want to see you anymore. And then, and then he called me a rap bitch. <laughs> really? <laughs> Do you know how long I've been holding rap bitch in? Do you, for, because not to blow up your we spot. We have to talk about it. Cause it's crazy. This and is it's not like, the first rap bitch. This, this is was not, not the, the first, first time, time he called, he called me a rat, rat bitch. bitch. Oh, he had called you a rat bitch before? <laughs> Three times? This was the no. third time. What's Ronnie, the context? Ronnie, I'm weak, okay? <laughs> well, he just like always thought You're I was weak. cheating He's on him. He's a rat bitch. He always He's thought I was cheating bitch. on him, which I wasn't. Okay. Yeah. And then he would accuse me of cheating on him, and he'd be like, you're a liar and a rat bitch. <laughs> rat bitch is real. That's a, that's a heavy, heavy insult. I know. It's crazy. It's so- to call someone a rat? It's so bitch. mean. A rat bitch. A yeah, rat well, bitch. Yeah, yeah, adding bitches <laughs> makes it worse. Yes, you're right. But it's cr- it's fucking crazy. <laughs> it's also kind of a gift in hu- a post because it's the meanest insult. <laughs> it's know. it's such a. It I, really makes it easy to break up with someone. Yeah, it, yeah, yeah. I you would know imagine. what I mean? Yeah, yeah. it's like oh, yep. yeah. I don't ever want to talk to you again. Sure, you, sure. I'll be a rat bitch to you. <laughs> That's what you need me to be. <laughs> It's just two words in the English language that I didn't think packed as much heat as they yeah. do. And they it really is. No, they pack. They, they pack. Big, imagine they pack with heat, your baby. whole chest saying to someone whose friend died <laughs> a week before. You're a rat bitch. You're a rat bitch. You're a rat bitch. I, I'm a rat bitch. Yeah, well, this is the rat bitch hour. I mean, uh, now we call each other rat bitches to All take the back the power. But now I now I live my life as a rat bitch. Yes, <laughs> squeak squeak, motherfucker. Yeah, I got your number. Yeah, I'm we're, I'm fucking in a Maisie and cheese. I'm a rat bitch, dude. <laughs> it's well, it's like again, people and death. It it one like any tragedy immediately reveals the content of people's characters. Which makes it horrible, but it also makes you be like, oh, never mind. Like, yeah. immediate write-off on Rat Bitch. And one thing that people do with death, respectfully, it's not your moment. It's just oh, not your yeah. moment. It's not your debutante ball. It is not your moment. It's not your soap opera. And also something that's wild to me <laughs> is when people inflate their relationship with the dead I know. to get attention. <laughs> I know. It's can one I, of the most mentally ill things Ill, uh, ever. Can ever. I tell you guys? Yes. I felt I knew that you were both grieving yeah. during this whole process. And obviously I was trying to coordinate with you guys some of the, some of the stuff we were doing here, whatever. Yeah. And I was trying to give you guys the right amount of space yeah, and also the you. right amount of Very condolences yeah. Yeah. and to check in. But I have been forthcoming, especially here, saying that like I don't I didn't really know Kenny that well. Sure. Yeah. Him a few times. Kind of, oh, definitely liked him, but like did yeah. not know him well. And had when everybody started posting the stuff on Instagram, sure. like, I posted one also. Yeah. And the entire time that like like I I wrestled with whether or not for sure I yeah. say this guy I didn't know him well and he was like a like a great guy rest in peace or if I should just do nothing right and right. I had I honestly and I thought of you guys <laughs> when I was doing it because I was just like. 
are do I seem phony to yeah. to people that actually were very close to him right. by saying like rest in peace to a really good guy? I do right, think that you're this a reasonable one, person, but I, also I think, think that this one is different because yeah. he was so great right, like, that like I, it, yeah. it didn't. I there was almost no one who I felt it was phony when they posted stuff like that. You but know that, what I mean? Yeah, that's the thing though. You, but like I think it's it's this weird thing because he's a a public figure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And B when you're in a scene or, or like you're in like a social setting where it's like sort of like a friend of a friend or somebody that yeah. you've kind of seen around. I do think it can be difficult sometimes to know what the proper etiquette is. Yeah. But I also do know that there were absolutely, I'm sure you guys took notes. I didn't, but like <laughs> I mean, people that blew it up and were just like, Kenny, my best friend. I honestly, miss you. Honestly, it wasn't even really that. It was just like, there were some people where it was like, what are you doing yeah. here? Yes. Can we talk about the one that is awesome? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. So there was a woman. Shout out Who? to Kenny's dick game, by the way. You yeah. got, if you got, he didn't he even, got, he didn't even, fu- I, he didn't even fuck her. Yeah. Uh, there was a woman who had a crush on him. Okay. Yeah. Who decided to come to the hospital and act like he was her boyfriend. Oh, <laughs> and yes. was like receiving guests in his hospital room. No shit. <laughs> was it, is it someone I might know? No. no. Okay. All right. No uh, one knew no, who this bitch was. Nobody knew this bitch. <laughs> Which is a random crazy. <laughs> but I knew. I knew who she was from him. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. And (laughs) all I knew was that me and a few of his other friends were like, yeah, not her. She sounds crazy. Yeah. And he was like, you're right. Respectfully, miss, never mind. And then she really proved all of us right. Even his parents were like, she talked to us way too much. Oh, like, yeah. Yeah. And his parents are like the sweetest people I've ever yeah. met in my life. Right. And they were like, also, that that hilarious thing. I was having dinner with Kenny's parents oh, the yeah. day after he died. And they're funny and they're like him. Yeah. And, and it was like honestly fun hanging out with them, even though it was such a horrible circumstance. And right. this is one of those examples. This is not me saying that this was inappropriate or bad at all. This, Ooh, this is, is like fucking awesome. This is awesome. But we were having dinner literally the day after he died. And Kenny's mom turns to me and she goes, I just have to say this because I've been thinking about it all week. You have huge boobs. (laughs) (laughs) That's what Kenny would have wanted. I know. That was Kenny speaking through. I do sometimes think about that story as like, I do think if he was alive, he might be a little embarrassed. Like he might be like, oh, I don't know why she said that. Like the way that we're all embarrassed of our parents. But it's like, it's one of those things that your parent does that you think is embarrassing and everyone else thinks is so wonderful and charming. It was awesome. So I like telling that story because I I think if anything, he'd be like, oh, fuck, mom. Outrageous. Slash maybe. Maybe Kenny channeled her real quick and was like, I didn't tell you during your life. But he told me. Great camp. No, well, he, told, he told me during my life. Beautiful. We were very close friends. Beautiful. Not, I'm not implying anything. We were very platonic friends. But yeah. You know when you're so platonic with a male friend that sure. he can be like, hey, your tits look great today? Like, thank you so much. It was much. like one of those. You're like, yeah. I you know? actually prop them up and put some bronzer on and yeah. thank you for noticing. I was, like, I was like, Kenny, look, I got a bra with fake nipples on it. <laughs> and he was like, whoa, cool. <laughs> I mean, when this lady, when this rap bitch came into the waiting room, Kenny's fake wife. It was crazy. Everyone was doing the like, so, so how did you know? <laughs> What's your, and then like, then like she's there. And also like Kenny's actual ex that he was with and lived with for yeah. his longest term relationship yes. is there. And I'm like, the fact that this lady isn't checking in her mind how inappropriate, inappropriate this, right. is, this right. is is bonkers. Right. Yeah. Right. And Ugh. a similar, not similar. So when, when my dad passed, like there was a lot of contention in my family. My parents' divorce was very messy and it split us and it was just, it, it was really traumatic and, and horrible. And specifically my mom got like very ostracized from the family. Um, and so at his funeral, from his family, not from like you and your brother. Yes, yes, from from my dad's family. And at the funeral, there was this question because my dad was remarried, and the and the marriage did not start in an altogether morally upright way. If it mm-hmm. catch my drift, <laughs> um, huh? and so there was this question like, is your mom coming to the funeral? 
And it's like, she was married to him for 35 years. She is the mother of his children. She like was in the hospital with him for years of his life, saved his life. Like they had a very bad relationship at the end, but like this is his, one of his, you know, right. like, yeah. and it's also like. And the mother of his children. And the mother of his children. Who are, whose dad just died. And it's, it's my mother. It's right. like, I'm going to my dad's funeral and my dad's brother banned my mom from the funeral and i and it came through me like i'm i'm fucking processing that i said goodbye to my dad on a zoom call because he committed assisted suicide so my brain is mush right and then i'm getting text messages from my aunt who's also a wonderful person like we're both texting each other to be like so I know the situation, like we're doing like diplomatic because we're like not trying yeah. to be mean to each other. Yeah. And my aunt is like, I don't think it's appropriate. Like Barry doesn't feel and his new wife doesn't feel. And then I, and it's been this thing for years with me where I knew that my dad, my dad was not in great health for a lot of his life. So I knew he would probably pass when I was like a younger person and I had time to think about it. And I knew the funeral was going to be yeah. a thing. And I also knew that my mom was going to like be so hurt by what happened because yeah. I knew that something like this was going to happen. So I was like, Hey, I'm not telling you not to come, but like, I think that this is going to be massively hurtful. I have like one shred of yeah. sanity right now. Yeah. And I'm like, and I'm like moderating. I think this all comes down to like when someone, you know, loses someone close to them, you don't get to ask anything of right, them. right. You just don't. It's like the same thing as this guy being like, "You're not texting me enough." <laughs> it's crazy. You don't right. get to do that. If you, even if we were still together in a relationship, if I didn't text you for two weeks, that'd be okay. Yes. You know what I'm like. This is what I'm doing. I mean, as I, what I'm doing is dealing with the fact that somebody so important to me died. Like it has, this has nothing to fucking do with you and you don't get to ask anything of me. You don't get to be a rat bitch baby yeah. when <laughs> real shit happens. And like, and meanwhile, like people who were close, like just as close, if not closer to Kenny than me are like, offering to help right, me right and yeah. you're asking shit of me i'll kill you this is always the way though yeah it's these always rap bitches. The, these rap bitches when someone dies squeak squeak the rap squeak, bitches squeak the rap bitches come well, out of the woodwork yeah and, and family i think like in andrea's case specifically uh i had a sim not a, like a similar situation necessarily i guess yeah. but like my grandpa dying was like my big kind of like sure. adult awakening moment also yeah where it was just like that was the first one and it was just like you know, life. The dominoes. Yes. Yeah. Literally. It was just like, always. Oh, you're an adult now. Like, yeah. Someone's dead. This like, you're welcome to reality. Yeah. And, um, that was kind of like when my family structure started to unravel a little oh, bit. Oh yeah. yeah. And one of the reasons was that when my grandpa was sick and on hospice and everything, um, my cousin, uh, well, my, my, Aunt and my uncle were getting divorced. Yeah. They were in the middle of this like heated money, 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 money. It, I don't even know if it had to do as much. She was allegedly, she was like abused okay. by, by my ex uncle, like yeah. pretty physically. Yeah. I think it went in both ways, but I think he was pretty forceful. Okay. He, they get divorced. He stays out in Long Island. And my cousin makes the choice to stay out in Long Island, like with my uncle. Yeah. And basically kind of just not really see my family yeah. anymore. Yeah. So my grandpa's dying and my grandpa's like, where is da like, where is my grandson? Like he yeah. hasn't come to see me at all. What did I do to this kid that he hasn't like come to see me at all? Yeah. Or call me or anything like that. So my grandpa dies. My, my cousin, my uncle, like don't show up. Haven't seen him. They come to the funeral. Oh, and funeral. we're all obviously like, I was a little too young, but the adults are like, you guys up. probably shouldn't be here. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know? And not only that, I, my aunt is grieving and she's like, everybody's like losing it because they don't know what to do. Yeah. My aunt uh, somehow gets my uncle, ex uncle and my cousin to be pallbearers <laughs> for, for my grandpa. And it just causes this like whole fucking like, yeah. Every, like the now my, the sisters, like my aunts and my mom are fi everybody's fighting. Yeah. Like it's, 
I I do think grief makes people do like fucking makes people crazy, crazy makes things, you insane. But like I I, but I also you think just got to have some level of decorum. I also think that bad people know that. Yes. And use it. Yeah, yes. Yeah, yeah. I think that bad people know Pounce that on the grief. Grief. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And like they use it as an opportunity to advance whatever their fucked up agenda is. Right. You know what I mean? Like when the day that Kenny died, um I'm one of the producers of a show in Brooklyn that we do every Wednesday and Saturday. And Kenny was like a huge part of that. Like he was on the show all the time. He came all the time. He was friends with all of us. Um, and so that night we canceled the show and just invited a few people to the venue where we have the show to like hang out. Cry because we didn't together. know what to do. Yeah. yeah. And it turned into like over a hundred people showing up, which is fine. Everybody loved him. I get it. But there were definitely people there where I was like, you're fucking networking. Right. You're treating this as right. a hang you're and right. you're despicable. And you're also having too right. much fucking fun. Right. Yes. Right. You know right. what I mean? Right. Like we're we're all oscillating between laughing and crying. I had to leave. And you're like chilling. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's and awful, man. Yeah. Someone. Okay. Squeak. Squeak, squeak. Um, squeak, squeak. Oh, do, I, do I sense a rat bitch uh, in the house? We ding, had some, ding, there ding, was ding, a, ding. a real rat bitch moment. So, uh, Ronnie, sound the rat bitch alarm. Oh, we oh, we need on. a rat bitch drop. Rat bitch. <laughs> <laughs> we need a, we do need a rat a, a rat drop yeah. from now on. Uh there was somebody so I was at this like hang and and Kenny's parents are there and like everyone who's ever loved him in New York is there, yeah. everyone who could be there. Like people flew in who were yeah. on tour. Yeah. And we're all just like crying and hugging and this woman that we know uh <laughs> comes up to me and she's pretty drunk. And yeah. she already was like, I clocked her across the room having too much fun. Yeah. Like everybody, like everybody's saying hello to each other. Like, Hey, hey. and yeah, she's yeah. doing like a hi, yeah. you know, like this kind of thing. Yeah. And she comes up to me and she goes, Oh my God. Hi. And I've been awake for four days and yeah. my best friend is dead. <laughs> yeah. And I go, yes. Hey, <laughs> and she goes, Oh my God, I hate your fucking podcast. What? Which is inappropriate, regular, regular yeah. style, yeah, 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 yeah. regular style, inappropriate. And I knew she was like trying to be funny. Yeah. But I was like, I, I didn't have the ability to like riff about yeah. something yes. like this. So I just went, "What's up?" <laughs> <laughs> and she goes, "She goes, well, I don't listen to it, but I watch the clips. That's so so funny, we're already Lizzie. off to a great start. Yeah. You're uh, talking about Instagram at someone's death celebration, uh, and you, you have crazy. and you have notes. Oh uh, yeah, insane, <laughs> insane. And she goes, I don't listen to it, but I watch the clips, and like you're." And also, this isn't even true. She was like, you're rambling on about how you, like, hate these poor dudes, but I know you're, like, letting them come on your face. It's an ins it's insane. And you're I went, insane. <laughs> and I went, yeah, okay. <laughs> like, My God. So, wait, can I ask you guys what? a question? Yeah. Because yeah. I have been, there's something I've been thinking about lately, and it's not necessarily as tied to death sure. as it is to just kind of, like, our generation. Yeah. yeah. Do you think that there are any adults out there at this point? No. no. People just that people like, don't know how to act in general. I think there are like parents of adults who are adults. Right. But like I think well, I think it's also cuz of because we're in comedy. No. Yeah. I don't. I don't. I, I do. I, I know people who are like grown-ups. Yeah. I I'm sure they exist. I think on the whole as a generation, this is just my opinion and like what I've seen out there. I just don't think I think our generation really is kind of in this like arrested development. Yeah, I and think a some lot of, of it, it is. might yeah. be that people are like awkward and like if you wanted to give her the no, like, I don't care. I'm tired of that I'm not making it. Listen, I'm not pro. I know you're not, but this is a, like a, another point that I, you know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. Oh, yeah. totally. You don't, you don't get to be awkward in that way. No, yeah. but the, and Lizzie, this is what, this is exactly what I'm saying. I think, I think we're at a point where like, I just think, I don't think people know how to act yeah. period anymore. I mean, when this you know? person, like in a, like as an adult, when this woman said this to me, I was like, has nothing bad ever happened to you? Right, exactly. Yeah. Is that what's going on here? Like, I don't, I 
truly can't fathom saying that to someone. And like, let's give her this benefit of the doubt. I don't know if she knew that Kenny and I were super close. Right. Because we weren't like, like Andrea and I are like publicly close. Yeah. Right, 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 you know right. what I mean? Like anybody would know. Kenny and I were not in that way. Like, it just was like, but it's like, just, it just given the situation, but none of given it matters. The situation, right. If you're at a, if you're at a, this guy died party, assume everyone there was fucking close with the guy. Yeah. Right. Well, you know what I mean? Like that's the basic. And then also just generally, uh, don't give people unsolicited notes on their fucking shit. Well, yeah. that's a stupid, very yeah. stupid like, thing in and of itself. Are you fucking crazy? And I, I'll counter you with like this generation or whatever thing. All the people that did fuck shit at my dad's funeral were boomers. Yeah, fair, that's fair. My, yeah. True. yeah, yeah. So yep. boomers sure. also are wild. I mean, yeah. I think up to the point of my joke is that I think a big part of adulthood, quote unquote, is being like, I am responsible for having my shit together. I have a small circle of people who I deeply respect and admire and love. Right. And that's my crew. And I'm going to go ahead and assume that everybody else is out of their fucking mind. (laughs) And that's just, that hypothesis has yet to be proven incorrect. This woman's an adult. There are also people who like showed me in this happening that they are the opposite of this woman. Like there are people who like, I didn't know very well who I was like, oh man, you're the kind of person who says the perfect thing. Yeah. Right, right, right. You know, like you're just the kind of person who knows like somebody came up to me like a, a few weeks after Kenny died because she was on my show and just said, uh, I was like, hey, how are you? And she was like, I'm good. I'm really sad for you guys. And yeah. I was like, oh, what a wonderful thing yeah. to say. Yeah. You know what I mean? Well, like what else is there to say? Really? Right. Yeah. yeah. To be appropriate. But then to be the but to be the person there was also like people who were like coming up to me and being like, I heard that like. There, people were lying about like his condition, and I was like, nobody was fucking lying. Like, this is not a soap opera. Th- yeah, this isn't like high drama for you to get off on. No, we didn't know. I we will, didn't know our friend was gonna die. I right. will say this: I agree. And when people make things a soap opera, I also do think people don't know how to process things, and so anger is something that I they agree do. completely. Mm. But that's, that's why I'm not as mad about that. Right, right. You well, know what, what I mean? Can you, can you explain the, what people were, like, mad about? Uh, like, there was, I think there was just people that thought... Information was being guarded, yeah. maybe. Got it. But uh, it... Which was, information that they're not privy to It was to because anyway. it was medical information right. and they weren't allowed to tell us. Yeah, and his parents... Right. That's another, And his parents couldn't get there for a few days, so, like... We didn't know. Yeah. Nobody fucking knew what was going to happen. Right. And nobody wanted to say that he was going he was going to die. Right. You know, like right. all that I knew was like there was a few people I called who weren't in town and all I knew was I was like you got to get here. Yeah. yeah. Either way you have to be here. Right. And like sorry I didn't call every you know what I like yeah. sorry between the 30 if if between the 30 of us there nobody called you. You should have called somebody to yeah. see what was going. If you really wanted to know, you could yeah. have called somebody. Like we were making the phone calls, we were doing right. our best, and it's also like to. It's the same as like asking something of someone. It's like to be like, "Hey, you handled this badly in regards to me." Yeah, right. is like, well, when I found out he was in an accident, I called twenty hospitals. Right. Yeah. Right. Like, I, and I wasn't mad that the people who got there before me didn't call me and tell me which hospital right. because they were a little fucking busy. Right, yeah. right. You know right, what I mean? Right, and of right. course, when I got there, they were all like, oh my God, fuck, we should have called. Like, but you, you just found out that your friend's fucking skull was cut off. Yeah. Like, yeah. And there's also another, respectfully, never, never, never talk shit about the dead. Just don't. Yeah. Who raised you? Were you raised? By a pack of jackals, you fucking piece of garbage. <laughs> Just don't. Were you raised by a nest of rats, you rat bitch scumbag? You how you were raised in a rat king, you <laughs> fucking rat bitch. Shut your rat mouth. Shut your, just shut your shut stupid your rat, rat mouth. Trap. It's crazy that people don't know this. It's so easy to not say anything. <laughs> I know. It's so insanely easy to just not say a fucking word. Yeah. And to go out of your way. <laughs> yeah. Is it's beyond me. It's, it's insane. Somebody that I know uh was like this was a few months ago. Uh my dad died in 2022 like I said, and yeah. somebody that I grew up with a few months ago was shit-faced mm-hmm. and goes, "Do you want to hear a story about a time your dad was a dick?" And I went, "No." No, no. And then he started telling the story anyway, and I just laughed. Good. 
Like, no, why would I? I mean, you were a great support to me when my dad died because you were like, the funeral is going yeah. to be a shit show. You're, yeah. It's not going to be cathartic for you. No. It's not going to be about you. It's about everybody else. It's about everybody else. And you're, uh, so I, I knew going in and I just would go to the bathroom and sit there and be like, Oh my God. The amount of vaping in the bathroom I did at my dad's funeral is crazy. (laughs) I wandered off. One of my best friends from growing up, shout out to Annabelle Glass, one of the raddest bitches out there. Not a rat bitch. Not rad a rat bitch. bitch. Rad bitch, not rad a rat bitch. bitch. No, yeah. no, no, the coolest. She, she's a fucking lion. Um, I knew that people would be talking, because of the contentiousness in my family, I knew people were going to be saying weird shit to me. And I was like, you just need to f- football, you need to be a linebacker yeah. for me. Like, you see my eyes glaze over. This is this is what you do do when somebody yes. dies. Do-do. Yeah. Hey. Um, like, you did this when Kenny was dying and died. Like, you just showed up and were sure, there for me. Like, let me, like, stay at your apartment and shower at your apartment. When my dad died, my friend Yasmina, who has friends with my whole life, just, like, drove to Albany. Yeah, of course you have to. And, like, I, like I said, like, the amount of vaping in the bathroom I did, like, Yasmina had my vape in her pocket because I was wearing a dress yeah. and would just take me to the bathroom every 20 minutes. Hold my like, vape. She like put fake eyelashes on me yeah. so I wouldn't cry my mascara off for my dad's funeral. Like that's, it's so easy to do the right thing. Yeah. You just show up and do what the person needs you to do. Yeah. You just hold their vape and put fake eyelashes on them. It's beautiful. You know, and like. Dude, and it also, it goes beyond, I mean like like death and mourning and funerals and all that stuff. Like, these are certainly rules that should be applied there, but you can apply them to m- so many situations Breakups in life. And weddings, like weddings. Do you know yeah. how many weddings get fucked up because somebody just can't yeah. not make it about themselves? Yeah. yeah, you know, like my sister's wedding. I feel like almost got ruined. Because, oh yeah, like, other people were just like kind of. Like, we had we basically that whole leading up to that, like I was pulling family members aside. Not like bluntly saying this, but basically like, let's not fuck this up for my sister. <laughs> all right. It's her day. If yeah. she wants us to do something, just do it. Yeah. You know? And I think that it's just like, I think people really have a hard time sometimes divorcing themselves from the fact that like, it's just not about them. Yeah. Yeah. You know? I have a funny example of this. My At my birthday party this last year, some guy that I don't really know came up to me and asked if he could change the music. And like, my friend had put on music that he knows I like. <laughs> yeah. And he goes, can I change Good the music? God. And I was like, why? And he goes, to get the women moving. Oh, no, 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 no. no, no and no, I was no. like, first of all, every woman here is a comedian. Yeah. Yeah. Like, <laughs> They're not gonna move, and no one. Yeah. And you're not supposed to be trying to fuck them. Yeah. No one would. This isn't like a fuck birthday party. Yeah. This is like a grown up birthday party. <laughs> and then I was like, "Oh, it's not my phone." So I, like, just to be like, I don't want to have this conversation. And then he found the guy whose phone it was. Oh god! And like, queued up what a bunch asshole. of fucking songs. Yeah. And then came up to me and like gestured to like two women who were dancing and was like, "It's working." <laughs> Ew, dude. See? What? Ew. <laughs> no, rat bitch stuff. No. Real rat bitch stuff. Real rat bitch stuff. I mean, I think one thing that I learned um, growing up, because my, my dad was sick a lot and my family was away for medical emergencies often, so it was a big part of my life. And something that I learned early on is like, bring someone food. Clean, yeah, their yeah. clean their apartment. Clean Georgia their apartment. Yeah. 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 Just like, because people, when someone dies, and I, you know, Your I had a. just turns to mush. Yeah. And you have to do stuff. Yeah. Like, there's an LCD sound system called When Someone Great Is Gone. And I remember my first friend who got cancer uh, in my 20s, it was like not, it was, you know, very touch and go. And she's okay, thank God. But like, I started to be like, oh, I just have to like walk around and like, do my send my emails knowing that yeah. Bianca has cancer and we're all not sure if she's going to make it. Yeah, I, I mean, this was one of those yeah. things where like all of us were like, once Kenny died because we had spent the whole week just in the hospital and not doing anything else. Yeah, and then when Kenny died, it was like, so at what point do we have to like be people? Yeah, again, like a little less than a month after he died, I went on a first date. Yeah, because I because eventually you have to do that again. Yeah, and. Right. I was like, I'm not going to bring it up. I'm going to go on a date and I'm not going to bring it up. 
And I almost canceled the date because I was fucking sad. And I yeah. showed up with like no makeup on and my hair in a bun and whatever. And then it ended up being a good date. Like I liked the guy and he was nice and funny. So like four hours into this date, I just had been talking around it so much yeah. because I was so inside it still. Like that day I had done an interview about Kenny, like everything. It, so like if you, if you ask me, what did you do today? I have to tell you my best friend died, but like I can't, I'm trying so hard not yeah. to. Yeah. And then I don't remember what it was, but something came up where I was like about to start talking around it again. And I just had to be like, yeah, I'm going to like, I said word for, it, I was like, yeah, I'm going to say something crazy now. Yeah. And he was like, okay. And I was like, one of my very closest best friends died a month ago. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, that's related to this because, and like, thank God he was cool about it, but it is one of those things where it's like, you just have to start your life again. Yeah. yeah. And anything you can do to help that person start their life again is the most helpful thing. So like, if you send them like an Uber Eats gift card. Yes. Or like offer to clean their apartment, like you said, or even like, do you want to sit in a coffee shop with me and send emails? Yeah. Yeah, you know, like whatever right. the thing is just to get them like because it's so when you decide to start living your life again after someone that close to you dies, you almost feel like you're betraying them. Yeah. Like yeah. I kind of felt like by not like sitting in your Kenny's own dead zone. Yeah, yeah. I was like betraying him. And then I remembered that he was my most like full of life. Yeah, friend. he would never want and that. And I was like, oh, he would hate if I was sitting in my bedroom rotting. Yeah. Because he died. Meanwhile, I'm like crying on my way home from a first date because it was good and I don't get to tell him about it. But that's better. That is better. You know? That is better. And it was just like, it's just this bizarre thing. And if you can, like if you're, if you have someone who, if you know someone who loses someone, three weeks later, ask them if they want to go get a drink. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like just like help them start being a person again because it's really hard to give yourself permission to do that. I mean, I used to just write, Bianca cards. Yeah. You know what I mean? It took yeah. 20 minutes. You get a nice right. card in the mail. Like how small is that? Yeah. It's easy. Yeah. It's, it's also, I mean, again, that was Kenny would do little kind things yeah. all the time. Yeah. So like do little kind things and cumulatively like everyone will be affected yeah. by it. It'll, it'll, it'll really mean a lot in the long term. Um, yeah. And also, just again to state, Kenny was so funny and <laughs> he was so good at stand up. He man. was like a minute away from being, f and he was already like, I know that Kenny would care more the legacy of the people that he touched. Yeah. But I will say this he already had a lot of success in comedy, and Kenny was like two minutes away from yeah. being a fucking superstar. Which is also one of the saddest things about this. And, and we're, and we are being robbed of that. So, yeah. But, Consuming. What is out there is out there. And it's and fantastic. it's really good. Yeah. And <laughs> I, like there are very few like straight white guy comedians that I'd be like before anyone else, you got to check this guy out. But he's one of them. Yeah. You know, like he's just like he really was a wonderful person and allowed himself to be that as a comedian also, which not a lot of people are capable of doing. It's way funnier to like hate Be everything mean. and hate the world and and act like a victim on stage than it is to be a person who's talking about having privilege or yeah. uh, things that are worse for other people than they are for you or to be the kind of guy who goes on stage and talks about things that you love. Yeah. Like those are all things that are kind of impossible to pull off as a comedian. Yeah. And he was really fucking good at them. Um, yeah, he and, never took the easy way out, which yeah. makes you have to work a lot harder. And perhaps yeah. it takes longer to rise to notoriety when you're not yeah. turning on the bigot yeah. machine. And he would never, I mean, I remember, uh, I mean, it was just like in his bones yeah. to be like a humble and supportive person. Yeah. I think it's your bones to be a rap bitch or not a rap bitch. Yeah. And I think it's that simple. Yeah. And, and he certainly was not a rap bitch, but boy, boy, did he think it was funny to call me that after I got <laughs> called it the first time, like all of our friends did. But I will say he was one of the people who was like, you know, nobody gets to talk to you that way. Yeah. Like, oh, for sure. And one of the reasons that I broke up with that guy after he 
said that to me after Kenny died was I was like, Kenny would be so fucking mad at me if I let this guy keep talking to me this way. Mm. Like, you know what I mean? Like he would never, there was this one time where we were talking about a woman that he had just started seeing and she said something to him that was mean for the sake of being mean. I hate that. And he asked me like what I thought about it. And I was just like, Hey, if I told you a man said that to me, right. What would you say? And he was like, Oh, I'd beat the fuck out of him. Yeah. And I was like, well, yeah, so that's it. So that's the answer. Yeah. And like, he was, he was just that guy who like, he was very good at reminding me how I was supposed to be treated and like what I deserved. Like, he would like recommend me for opportunities I didn't think I was ready for. Yeah. Because he knew that what maybe I you wouldn't like have the yeah. courage quite yet and he knew you were ready. Yeah, and he like knew he knew what he knew that his friends deserved yeah. good and wonderful things and would go out of his way to get them for them. Yeah. There aren't a lot of people in comedy who's who when they get an opportunity, their first instinct is how can I get all my friends here too? Yeah, I mean, that's one of my biggest comedy heartbreaks is having partners who don't do that when I do that for them. And it's also, like, I'll admit that it's a hard thing for me to do because I have, like, a scarcity mindset. Mm -hmm. And I think that if I put all my friends onto this thing, I might not have it. Like, Mm -hmm. it might go, I might lose it. Um, And Kenny was the kind of guy who just everything that he did, he would be like, well, also Lizzie Cassidy's really funny, mm-hmm. you know, or like also this person's really fun or whoever it was, yeah. you know. Um, and there was a few people who like messaged me and were like telling me about how he talked about me. Mm-hmm. And all of those people were people who I had the same thing to say back. Yeah, like that's really nice. And in such a shit talky industry. Yeah. It's so rare to have someone who's like going around being like, hey, you know who's fucking awesome? <laughs> like, yeah, hey, yeah, you know yeah, who yeah, rules yeah. and is really funny and a good person? Yeah. Like, what a what a rare person to know. Well, we'll go into it in the next episode, but I think there's something to be said too is when you suffer enough grief and loss, it like leaves fucking marks on you. Yeah. And it makes you isolate yourself and it makes you paranoid and it changes you in a way. And since my dad died and, you know, I'm sure since your dad died and since Kenny died, it's like hard to be the same person. So help your friends be the same person because it's not it's not easy. No, it's not. Uh, Well, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> just like you know, Google him. Google just Google him. him. I don't know what else to say. There's, uh, there's like not much I can say about him that you can't figure out just by like, yeah, watching him or listening to him. Yeah, uh, yeah. Rest in power, Kenya DeForest. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. man. Oh, fuck. Squeak, squeak. Yeah. Kenny DeForest forever, baby. Kenny DeForest forever. Good night, folks.